Hi, welcome to Develop's Tech Tuesday Unboxed, where we unbox the latest and greatest in DevOps. I'm your host, Amir Shalem. Our goal is to bring you the most up-to-date and relevant information from industry experts. From continuous integration to continuous delivery, cloud to Kubernetes, logging to monitoring and production use cases, the Tech Tuesday Unboxed podcast is your go-to source for DevOps. In every episode, we will speak to fascinating DevOps experts who will take us on a deep dive into their professional expertise. Today, we'll be hosting Eden Federman from Oligos. Hi, Eden. Hey, Amir. Great to be here. It's very nice to have you here. So, Eden, why don't we start from the beginning? So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's the person that I'm speaking to today? Sure. So... Hi, my name is Eden. I'm currently the CTO of a company named Odigos. I'm 30 years old, live in Tel Aviv. In the past, I did a lot of open source work, especially in the Kubernetes space, in the observability space. That's a nice uh, CV you gave us here. <laughs> so, Eden, what drove you to found an open telemetry company? I think it's a funny story. We started by, we wanted to solve a completely different problem. Uh, we had an idea of generated documentation based on distributed tracing on open telemetry nice yeah and we thought it's a really good idea i think like modern observability and modern open telemetry can contain a lot of data and we thought we can generate pretty good automatic documentation based off it and uh, soon after we started we, we discovered that not many companies have adopted open telemetry and tracing is not as common as we thought and That's basically led us, led us to what we do today, which is helping companies adopt open telemetry and adopt distributed tracing as fast as possible without having to do many code changes and having to do and having to suffer performance overhead. So what's uh, unique about Odigos? Mm-hmm. What's unique about the uh, solution that you offer? I think we We really love open telemetry. We myself is a maintainer in open telemetry. I lead one of the special interest group, the Go auto instrumentation interest group. And so uh, 75% of our employees are also maintainers. So we really love the project. But uh, we basically discovered that uh, there are mainly uh, there are some issues with it. And we decided that we want to, to solve them, especially the... the time it takes to adopt distributed tracing and open telemetry in general, yeah, yeah, and yeah. also the performance issues. So we, we basically uh, combined a different technology called eBPF, which mm-hmm. usually is being used by, for security reasons or for uh, metrics, as, but we decided to modify this technology and use it to do distributed tracing and open telemetry. So like, the bottom line of things that like the combination of open telemetry and eBPF, which are two distinct technologies that are not really related, we combine them together to a really smooth and really good experience for, for our users. I see, I think, a lot of eBPF in the past few years, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's really exploded. What changed? What do you think, uh, do you think that happened? Uh, I think two main things happened. I think the first one is that eBPF in the last... Two years, I think, really made a lot of technological advance, uh, advantage. Uh, for example, they came out with a feature called Compiled Once Run Everywhere, which basically makes, a lot, makes, it, a lot of, uh, makes it easier to, uh, to deploy eBPF programs as opposed to in the past, where you have to uh, basically bring part of the Linux kernel together with you. And like, 
the whole eBPF program was uh, uh, really something that it was hard to deploy and hard to compile. Nowadays, it's much simpler. And also, I think that a lot of companies today, because of cloud and because of managed Kubernetes environment, are now running much uh, recent kernels that allow you to uh, enjoy many more features of eBPF uh, compared to the past. Uh, so I think those are the main two things that changed. Maybe you can give us a few words about what is eBPF. Sure. So uh, eBPF, it's, a, it's an acronym of Extended Berkeley Packet Filter, but uh, it doesn't really relate it into, not to Berkeley and not to packet filtering just anymore. Just a name. Just, what, yeah, it's just a, a legacy yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's a feature in Linux, in uh, recent Linux kernels, that lets you uh, to program the kernel, to write code, into the Linux kernel. Uh, it's a very limited set of uh, instructions that you can run. You, for example, cannot do uh, loops that are infinite or you cannot call other applications. You can do very limited set of operations, but you can do it and you can load it into the Linux kernel and you can program it uh, to your will. And this opens up a lot of opportunities, especially in the observability and security space. That sounds great, you know. So let me ask you, is this more for the lazy SRE or more for the lazy developer? It sounds like a, like a really good, flexible way for you to actually understand what's running on your system. So who is the Odigo's target audience? I think what we typically see at companies is that there are usually like the SREs that are really want to adopt the latest observability technologies and they really want to have traces, metrics and logs and everything correlated and all the best observability. But uh, especially in tracing, they really need the developers to instrument their code and write and do code changes in order for the company to be able to generate those traces. So that, that can take a lot, yeah. a lot of time, right? Yeah, yeah. So SREs really want to adopt it, but they really depend on developers, which are very busy and not have a lot of time to implement new stuff. So I think that our product is a really uh, offering something really special for SREs because they now can enjoy all the latest and greatest that OpenTelemetry can offer, but without having to uh, bug the developers, hey, can you instrument this? Can you instrument that? So... SR is really like us. How do you combine the worlds of monitoring from one side and open telemetry for the second one? Because your platform actually allows both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the nice thing about us is that uh, we're not an APM. We're not a monitoring vendor. We do not care where you send your data to. You can use Grafana. You can use Datadog. You can use Splunk. You can use whatever solutions that you want. Uh, we do not require you to rec- to replace any solution. So uh, basically, Odigos, which is our open source project, lets you uh, basically go ahead, install it on your cluster, and enjoy distributed traces within minutes. And you can continue using your existing, your existing monitoring solution. So if you're using with Datadog, you can continue using Datadog, just enjoying much higher quality data, enjoying distributed tracing. So I think OpenTelemetry is great. I think it's really changing the observability uh, space. It lets you uh, switch between different vendors, between different uh, monitoring backends very easily. Uh, you're not a vendor locked in into any one of them. And I think, I think it's great. Also, I think it's very complicated and over-engineered, but hopefully we are getting there and we are going to solve it. What should you expect of the future for this industry, for the open telemetry industry and for I think the 
the whole monitoring or more of the observability. Mm-hmm. What do you expect for it? So uh, I'll divide it into two. I think that uh, in monitoring in general, I think we are going to see uh, additional s- uh, signals being added, like profiling, which is recently, uh, which is in the works for open telemetry. I think we're also going to see better uh, compaction algorithms in use. I think uh, one of the cool projects that we are now uh, watching is the ability to use uh, compression with Apache error on open telemetry, which I think it's uh, it's pretty in these early days, but I think it has a lot of potential to uh, deal with all this massive amount of data uh, without having to pay millions of dollars and uh, it's a batching. Yeah. solution yeah well, it's sort of like a batching solution uh, uh, that lets you I think I don't know how many monitoring vendors support it today but those who do support it I think uh, lightstep is one of those that are actually developing this and uh, once uh, it will be part of the open entry standard it will allow us to uh, send a lot of data in a very efficient way over the wire so I think this is exciting and Regarding tracing, which is what uh, we are mostly focused on, I think that the serial tracing is still it's in the beginning, it's still in early days. I think we are going to see tracing spreading across the stack to CICD, to front-end, to mobile as well, and not just being just something that is uh, mostly for your back-end application. I think that instrumentation is going to be easier. I think it's going to be capabilities that you are getting from your platform. So if you are... creating a new Kubernetes cluster it will come out of the box with tracing an open telemetry already baked in so you don't have to to think about it it will be part of the capabilities that you are getting from the platform I'll bless on everything that you just said I wish <laughs> it would happen I know how much time it took me to you know to deploy mm-hmm. actual tools for uh, for observability in my cluster to see all the traces but it's It's really a strong tool, right? Like I know that every developer should have some kind of trace uh, some kind of tracing in his app because I see all of the things that you can solve when you get it. Um, so let it be, you know <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like a small game, okay sure. where I will uh, say a word, something uh, in our world, and you will tell me, Your association of it or something okay. that you identify. Let's do it. Uh, so, uh, infrastructure as code. Uh, I think licensing is the first thing that comes to my licensing. mind. Licensing, yeah. Yeah, because all the things that uh, happened with HashiCorp, Terraform, and OpenTofu, and all those projects, I feel like that's the, that's the, <laughs> the first word that comes to my mind. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing these days, right? Yeah. Uh, all, the, all the changes. Yeah. I originally want to ask you like uh, what do you prefer uh, Palumi or uh, terraform but like uh, you're yeah no we we are using terraform and we're pretty happy with it um, but yeah Palumi is is cool as well just like we don't use it nowadays uh, git uh, <laughs> like like timeless I think it's like It's like it's a very like git is like uh, I don't know if it's old, but it's very like it's from the days that I started programming and like I don't think that it changed a lot and uh, 
at the core yeah it's, yeah it's pretty much the same right yeah yeah it's pretty much the same i think it's doing its uh its job mostly like if you're not having some weird edge cases i think like git is yeah i, good. I yeah. remember working on several other svns mm-hmm. but i think everything is yeah. kind of deprecated everybody's using git yeah and you're just seeing like it's yeah it's working right yeah it's like yeah it's one of those tools that you don't have to think about yeah yeah uh cloud computing um cloud computing i think it's a revolution i think it's changed the way that we do backends it's the change the way that we program like kubernetes containers like we don't have to buy metal racks of servers anymore and like uh like i started my career there uh, as a programmer in the israeli air force where There is no cloud and there is no uh, like AWS and <laughs> Kubernetes and like we if ancient we w- time yeah <laughs> if, if we wanted like to deploy an application on a new server we had to wait you know for someone to go to the data center and plug in a cable and like we don't think about this stuff anymore we don't like you want to deploy uh, another server just click a button or change your infrastructure and code and that's it like yeah that, uh, that brings me to, uh, to another uh, and I want that I want to ask you about serverless um, serverless I think it's a cool technology like I don't know I think it's a cool technology I think it has its use cases it's really making it easy uh, to scale the application but I don't know I think that if you If you need a cap- capability that is not part of the serverless runtime that you are using it's it's really hard uh, to change that so like I'm a big fan of serverless but uh, I would consider the specific use case where I apply serverless and not kubernetes for example yeah also like these days you can actually run yeah serverless on kubernetes which I think it's one of the coolest things that I, I saw like yeah. uh, adoption of uh yeah, k-native right? k-native is yeah. amazing uh you had had a chance to implement uh no i i saw a talk on it on the latest kubecon and, oh uh, it was yeah. good on, yeah yeah on this, on this uh, kubecon yeah, yeah. The, the last one in uh, chicago yeah yeah we actually had a few projects that uh adopted k-native mm-hmm. and i can say that it's amazing the, yeah the way it sounds scales, the way it runs Uh, yeah it sounds like it's the best of both worlds look you enjoy the simplicity of serverless but if you want to opt in into some complex configurations that is not available in in lambda for example yeah. you can do that so sounds Thanks. sounds amazing I will finish with a personal question yeah um, can you recommend us on on a good movie you saw lately it's a it's a good time or maybe even a book mmm I just saw Oppenheimer a couple of days ago yeah uh, the movie it was it was great I think the what you like about it um uh, first of all it's uh it involves some science and I really love science and physics as uh, uh, as you can guess so uh mm-hmm. the story is cool I really like the director I think that he's doing really good good movies so yeah Oppenheimer yeah uh, it's a little bit long I think it's like almost three hours <laughs> but uh it, it's a great movie. Eden, you mentioned before that you started developing and you were part of uh, several open source uh, mm-hmm. projects. Uh, Odigos, what kind of licensing that it has? Uh, how does it run? Mm-hmm. 
Sure. So Odigos is a completely open source project. It's under the Apache 2 license. You can find us on GitHub. We have a pretty good uh, uh, documentation. We have uh, we support up to more than 30 different destinations and we accept uh, many pull requests and any contribution is, uh, of course, welcomed. And again, it's free and you welcome to enjoy it and adopt uh, OpenTelemetry using it. It's, I think it's the best thing, you know, saying it's free and you understand that it uh, actually <laughs> gives you the ability to do anything you want with it. That's that's the best kind of freedom that you can have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Freedom in price and in vendor locking. I want to thank you, Eden, for joining me today. It was a really pleasure to have you here. We'll be hosting Eden on our Tech Tuesday. It's going to be February 6th, 3 o'clock. We'd love to see everyone there and hear more about Odigos Open Telemetry Solution. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. This podcast is a review of Develop's Tech Tuesday webinar. So if you're interested in our in-depth discussions about the latest developments in DevOps, check out our webinar on our website and the show notes.